I meant to talk to you today about forgiveness, just kind of piggybacking onto bitterness. But this past week in my Bible study, something dawned on me. And that is for you to really practice forgiveness the way that the Lord wants you to forgive. You need a deep, deep faith. Because without an Abraham type of faith, you can't really forgive from your heart. And Jesus makes it clear that we have to forgive from our heart, not just verbally, not just shaking somebody's hand. And so today, what I want us to do is to look at Abraham and this story that we've told, that we've heard this morning about it. It's a, it's a scary story every time you hear it. It is to me. You know, is he really, is, is God going to stop him this time? You know, like you keep, and uh, I always picture them coming back down the hill and uh, Isaac just kind of, kind of frowny faced at, uh, at, uh, at, at, at Abraham from that point on. And uh, one of the first things that we see about faith is that Sometimes you can have a deep faith and you can know what's going to happen and you and, and or you're sure what's going to happen because you trust your God. But other people around you don't. And because of that, they may question your motives. They may question what you're doing. And uh, uh, Abraham's faith was so deep that I want you to notice, first of all, that when he left the two men there with the donkey, he tells them, we are going to come back to you. I'm he, uh, he goes ahead and he tells the two men that were there, there with him, said, you stay here. My son and I are going to go up and worship and then we will return to you. He knew his son Isaac was going to be coming back with him. He did not doubt that his God was big enough to handle this situation. If God told him to do something, then it was going to turn out okay, no matter how bad it seemed like it was going to be uh, uh, going in. Another couple of things about this passage is, Isaac's not a little boy anymore. Isaac, he was probably in his 30s, probably about 33. Does that number ring a bell with you? That's how old Jesus was when he was crucified. Another thing to notice is that, have you noticed who carried the wood for the sacrifice? It was Isaac. Just as Jesus carried the wood for his sacrifice, Isaac carried the wood for his. And uh, we see all sorts of parallels between uh, the the story of Abraham and Isaac and uh, the story of Jesus being crucified on the cross. And whenever you see that, you can't help but remember Whenever uh, Jesus said in John three sixteen, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Somehow, Abraham knew everything was going to be all right. It says in Hebrews that if, uh, that even if it came to it, he knew that God would raise Isaac from the dead. Because Isaac was the son of promise. Isaac was the, the one from whom the nation of Israel was going to come forth. And without Isaac, God's promise couldn't be fulfilled. But somehow Abraham knew that God kept his promises. He'd been through so many yesterdays with his Lord that he knew he could trust his todays and his tomorrows in God's hands. And we need to get to that same point to where we have that kind of faith. And uh, so uh, uh, I want you to notice, though, that this begins with a testing. And this kind of makes people uncomfortable, too. And one of the reasons why it makes them uncomfortable is because it starts out, it says, now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. Now then, uh, it says he tested him. And then yet we read in James, let no one see, no one say that he is tempted of God because God doesn't tempt people. And they get confused because there's a difference between testing and tempting. Uh, a test from God is an opportunity for you to prove your faith to God so that God will know that you're his. And at the same time, it proves your faith to yourself. And uh, we're going to be talking about that just a little bit more. But he was tested. God is going to test you. You're going to have tests. Sometimes God is going to direct you to do things that seem like that you just shouldn't do them. Just like this. Just like Abraham and Isaac. God will tell you to do things that are out of your character, that seem different, and they're right in his word. They're instructions from him. And he tells you what to do. The test is, are you going to do them or not? No matter how things look, no matter how, if you don't know that they're going to come out, Abraham didn't need to know how. He didn't have to have it figured out to be obedient. And that's something I've mentioned to you all time and time again. You don't need to know everything to be obedient. All you need to know is what you know God wants you to do. That's all you need to know. And then do it. And then you'll find out what's going to come after that. And it will be glorious. It may look scary at a moment. It looks scary for Isaac right up to their last minute there. But uh, anyway, so there's testing. You will have testing. Now, the next thing I want you to note is Abraham's availability. I've told y'all before, 
God wants fat people. He wants fat people. He wants people that are faithful. He wants people that are available. And he wants people that are teachable. If, you, if you're uh, faithful, but you never make yourself available, or if you refuse to learn, you're missing out. If you're available, but you're not faithful, and you're not teachable, you see how this goes? But to be all three, that's what's required of a disciple. You've got to be fat, faithful, available, teachable. Don't ever forget that. Every day, make yourself fat for God. Okay? Okay, so now then, uh, you need to be available. That's the thing. And look at, look at Abraham. We see that the, right at the, in the first verse, it says, uh, Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. Here I am. We hear that another way in Isaiah, and I think it's the sixth chapter where he says, uh, whom shall I send? And Isaiah says, here am I, Lord. Send me. God wants his people to be available. And Abraham was available. Whenever God spoke, he says, here I am. And again, at the end, or at the end of this whole sequence here, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And we'll get back to that in just a second. But in between, there's something else. Isaac notices that there's not a sacrificial lamb along for this ride. And he asks him about it. And uh, he said, here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Be here I am, my son. We need to learn from Abraham to be available, not just to God, but also to other people. We're getting today, so we're so in our own little uh, wearing blinders to what's going on around us and in urban settings, it's real easy to do that. And we talked about this last week when we talked about blueberries. And that was so cool because uh, all day long, I was blessed with blueberries. I'm going to take it aside here and tell you all what happened. You know, we went and we ate and somebody paid for our lunch and somebody else laughed and said, they're practicing. Uh, let me see if I could get the word right. Uh, let's see here. I made it up last week. Let's see here. Uh, instead of bitterness, betterness. They're practicing betterness. And, uh, and for that, I was truly grateful. But at, what y'all don't know is after that, uh, Sherry and I decided to go to Proud Pie. I'd never been there, to, and I wanted to go to Man, they have good pie there. This isn't a plug. This is good pie. And I ordered lemon chest pie. And uh, who'd have thought, I'm standing there, and they say, Okay, uh, now normally we put blueberries on the side. Would you like blueberries? And I said, yeah, give me all the blueberries you want. And uh, so blueberry was the theme of the day last week. I just want you to know. 
And God reminded me that that was an important message. And so I'm reminding you. Uh, and if, you, if some of you weren't here, ask somebody what a blueberry is so they can explain it to you. Because it's a, or listen to the sermon from last week. So, uh, but anyway, blueberries. So, but anyway, uh, availability, looking around, seeing what's going on, being available for people. Sometimes people aren't even available for people in their own household. They come in and there's distance and they speak and they don't even really acknowledge each other. I had to really work on that myself through the years is to attend, to not have my brain off somewhere else, getting ready for the next thing. Some people in talking with other people, they're not listening and trying to understand what the person's saying. They're planning what they're going to say next. You may know people like that, that they listen just to know how to respond, not to understand. And so we need to all practice being available to God and available to each other. That's the part of being fat. And so uh, and now then uh, uh, getting back to the very end of this, but the angel called to him from heaven as Abraham was preparing to slaughter his son, it says, Abraham, Abraham. And notice Abraham stopped what he was doing. And he said, here I am. He stopped. What would have happened if Abraham had said, yeah, yeah, Lord, I, I, I hear you and I'll be right with you just a minute. I hadn't finished the last task you gave me yet. Let me finish this one and then we'll get on with the next one. Okay. What if he went ahead and followed through and killed Isaac? Then what would have happened? It would have been a, a real mess, wouldn't it? Then, uh, then God would have had to raise him from the dead, wouldn't he? But, be, but instead... Abraham was available in the midst of ministry to God in worshiping God. He was available to what the Lord had for him to do in the moment. That is how instant we need to be with God. And I don't think many of us really are. I think many of us hear God call. We hear, we don't know what he wants us to do. And sometimes we put it off for a week or a two or a year or a decade. Some of you probably have things that you know God wanted you to do 15 years ago and you still haven't done it yet. And still that still small voice is calling to you. I know that's the way it was with me about going in the ministry. And uh, I knew I was 10 years old. He wanted me to be a minister. But then I drifted away and just didn't listen until I was like 26. But the Lord has a way of getting through finally. And this is one of the things. He is so patient. It killed me how loving he'd been to me in all those years that I refused to listen to him. And so let me encourage you that if there's something that the Lord's been calling you to do 
and it's been nagging in the back of your heart and in the back of your head and you haven't done it yet. Resolve to do it today. If it's a letter that needs to be written, if it's a, uh, a phone call that needs to be made, if it's a repentance that needs to be had, don't put it off. You're missing out on so much good. What would the nation of Israel missed out on if Abraham had put off at one point after he was trying to be faithful to God, listening to God? It reminds me of uh, uh, something that happened whenever I was in uh, uh, another, well, I was serving a, a huge congregation at the time as their minister of discipleship. And uh, we had a healing team. And uh, we would be available, and everybody knew we were available, to pray with people after the service was over for physical, emotional healing, uh, for whatever needed to be done. And uh, this lady had come forward to be prayed for. And so uh, we prayed with her. And what her prayer was, was that she and her husband would walk together with the Lord. That she just felt so out of place because her, her husband just wasn't walking with her. He just wasn't, wasn't doing the right thing. And she wanted to walk together. I, she came by and visited with me later and I gave her a copy of my testimony. And she took it home. And uh, because the thing is, I saw things in, in uh, his life that reflected in mine. And so I thought, you know, just so you can see there's hope, just take this home. She left it on the table in the, on the coffee table, her husband picked it up and read it and repented because he'd been called to be a minister when he was a kid and he had fought it his whole life. And he just crumbled and said, I've got to be a minister. Now he was a sales executive making real good money. And all of a sudden, guess what happened? He was ready to chuck it all and go be a preacher just like I did. Only, apparently the Lord hadn't prepared his wife for this. <laughs> Her prayer was that they walk together with God. So she's back in the office now saying, this isn't what I wanted at all. I don't want to leave my house. I like my house. Why, just the way I want it. Uh, I don't want to leave all my good friends. I don't want to. And all of a sudden you see it flipped around. He was ready to go, and she was. It was five years before they finally got off together going into ministry. And so, uh, but see, he put it off. He put it off. But at the same time, she wasn't willing to make herself available whenever the Lord called her to come with him. And so our faith can be at different stages is what I'm saying. It's not that if you don't have total Abraham faith today, this is just a call to come up higher because we grow as we go through the tests. And, uh, and every test brings us to a point to where we know now we're his. And he can say, now I know that you fear God. And this is so important. So, uh, so anyway, so we've talked about testing. We've talked about being available. The last thing I want to talk about 
is just how deep his faith was and what made it so deep. In verse 12, it says, he said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. Now listen to this. This is after the test and we've come to the point where he's pulled the knife down now and he says, and God says, for now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. When you pass the test, God knows and you know that you fear the Lord. Now, this word fear is a word that has uh, been batted around for 40 years now. People saying, oh, we don't need to talk about a God that we need to fear. We need to talk about a God of love. Well, you know what? God is so loving that it's fearful. He is so holy that it's fearful. He is so mighty that it's fearful. He is so full of power beyond our imagination that it should bring us to a point of awe which has an element of fear. And it's only because of his great love for us and his mercy for us and his grace for us that we can even think about him and not turn into toast. I mean, he is so awesome. He is so powerful. He is so powerful that yes, he can raise the dead. He spared Isaac, but he did not spare his own son. Instead, he raised him from the dead to show just how powerful he could be. He didn't spare his son, but he raised his son. If he can raise people from the dead, he can raise you from the dead. If he can make sure that things turn out okay in what uh, he told Abraham to do, he can make sure that things turn out okay when what, with what you need to be done. This comes back to forgiveness because, see, some of you think that, well, I just can't forgive. I just can't. And yes, you can because you have a God that can help you and you have a God that keeps his word and his word says that if you don't forgive, you can't be forgiven. And every word that he says is true. Every word, every promise is true. Every promise, every promise for the good things in heaven and the bad things in hell, every one of them is true. And the way uh, to heaven, Jesus has said, God has made it clear, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. That's the way. That's true. We don't have to worry about, oh, what if this, and what if that, and what about these people? We need to be sharing the good news that we found the way. 
and we want you to come with us. We need to make sure that we know. And you see, we need an Abraham kind of faith, a kind that really acknowledges the power and presence of God to know what a holy fear of God is. You can love him because he's so awesome. And if you're on his good side, that's awesome. If you're on his bad side, that's terrible. And so we need to make sure that we avail ourselves to all the goodness that he wants us to have. And I don't know how else to say it than the way I've said it this morning. We're coming to Holy Communion today. As we do so, we're to remember what he did for us. He did not spare his son because he loved you. And he made the way through the cross so that we can come to him. And we can have faith that it's the right way. It's the right way. It's the only way. And so as we come today, we're going to have an opportunity to ask God to forgive us, to give us a fresh start. And let's resolve to go forth from this fresh start with an Abraham type of faith, knowing that God means everything he says And he's going to help us through everything that he has for us to do. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.